Hello, my name is Tucker Johnson, and I am your host today as we experience NIMSI Live, where we talk about the latest and greatest in translation, localization, internationalization, culturalization, and all that fun stuff global companies need to delight their international customers or to at least not piss them off too much. On this program, we invite guests who like to have fun and have some value to add for our audience of globalization professionals. I'm always eager to provide a platform to those with a good story or a good data set. So let us know if there are any topics you'd like covered or guests we should reach out to for future episodes. If you haven't already done so, now's your chance. Make sure you are subscribed or following Nimsy Insights on your platform of choice. We are coming to you live mainly on LinkedIn today, but also simultaneously streaming to Nimsy's YouTube and Facebook and I believe Twitter account. So follow Nimsy Insights on your platform of choice and you're gonna be one of the first people to know when we publish new research or when we schedule new events like this. Uh, speaking of events, we've got some upcoming events that I, I kind of want to plug here. And the best way to find out what those are is to head on over to Nimsy Insights LinkedIn page. You see our LinkedIn page here. We're live streaming, so it shows right there. And go down to the events tab. We've got some interesting conversations coming up. You'll see me again here with Michael Klinger for AI and careers in the language industry. Um, I'm speaking with Istvan Langel of Be Lazy. Does the translation industry suck at using a CRM? Should I stay or should I grow with Adam Asnes? Got a very interesting conversation with Adam and my colleagues um, over on our growth team right there. And lastly, investing in tongue and tech, exploring the language industry's um, potential, where we're going to be talking to a private equity investor who has recently invested into our industry and has some lessons learned. If you are looking for an exit strategy as an LSP or looking to see where you can invest into the language services industry, that would be a good event for you. A quick introduction to the platform. As I mentioned, we are coming to you live on LinkedIn. So the way that you can participate in this live event is check out the comments, the comments, um, you leave comments and we can bring those up on screen and uh, if you have any question for me or for my guest today, then that is the way to interact directly with us while you're watching the live stream. And of course, if you are listening to the recording or watching the recording, you can always reach out to info at nimsy.com and we will get back to you. So without further ado, let's get into today's topic. Uh, technology changes the way that we communicate and the way we communicate influences the amount of information we share with one another. And that requires new ways work and workflows and technologies to process, adapt, and even localize the information so it can be received on the other end of the line. Current technologies allow the content to spread seamlessly across the globe. And if the global content was predominantly English five years ago, in two to three years, this changes completely because 75% of global content will be coming from outside of the English native zone. Today, we're speaking with Valentin Marchenko from VoxCube. Uh, the idea behind VoxCube started with a realization of a lack of sufficient and scalable resources to translate and localize corporate content. It also coincided with Valentin's co-founder, Valerie's experimentation with speech synthesis technology. Today, VoxCube is an AI-powered dubbing startup providing affordable and scalable voice localization services for content creators across multiple segments. 
My guest today is Valentin himself, CEO of VoxCube. He graduated in Sinology. He studied in China. He studied its economy, history, and language, spent 10 years of his life working there and bringing global companies to China and vice versa. And so he is quite the multicultural chap, as I'm sure we are going to find out. Valentin, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us today. Did I, did I nail everything, or is there anything I left out on our intro here? Yeah, pretty much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, well, thank you for giving the stage to everyone who wants to, who wants to share something. It's, uh, it's amazing. Well, I love it. And um, I love the fact that we're talking about um, voice technology and the intersection between, um, we'll talk about subtitles a little bit too, uh, subtitles versus dubbing. And specifically, like in that intro there, one word sticks out to me when when I'm thinking of what I want to talk about today, which is scalable, right? And I had a chance to check out your website, which I probably should have brought up on screen here. For those of you at home, it's www.voxcube, that's V-O-X-Q-U-B-E.com. And I was checking this out beforehand, and you do a lot of work with YouTube creators, it looks like. And that is not traditionally been a primary focus of LSPs, like a service providers that, that I talk to on a daily basis, because, well, to be frank, there's no money there. <laughs> YouTube creators are broke. <laughs> Technically, I'm a YouTube creator because we're live streaming on YouTube right now. And I certainly can't afford to dub or even professionally subtitle my content into multiple languages. So what's your secret sauce here? How are, how are you able to, how have you been able to design a solution that's scalable to use your words? We're cheap. You're cheap. <laughs> You're affordable. No, I've no, learned affordable, you, you, you never exactly. use that word. That's a horrible word to use to describe yourself. You're not cheap. You're affordable. You're um, competitively priced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, this is a very good point, and thanks to YouTube for finally uh, making this happen uh, with the multilingual soundtracks that, that they announced uh, uh, at the end of last year, beginning of this one. And basically, well, it was a hardship for YouTube creators to uh, run multilingual channels to start something new, to, to go to other geographies, because, well, you as, as or one as... Um, as a YouTube content creator, uh, should have found a new channel, right? Establish a new channel, promote each video separately, and just well manage those channels separately, um, and all of that stuff. And that well, that takes a lot of time, that takes a lot of energy, and that takes a lot of resources, right? Right. So, so that was an additional cost. And now with the, with the multilingual soundtrack, it is as easy as well as as just plugging in a new audio so you don't have those additional costs to manage your channel uh or to, to manage your separate channel so this is just those additional costs costs go go down the line right and then we'll so I mean, just just to, to interrupt yeah. you I, i'm sorry and i i love youtube youtube is like my favorite social media platform i'm on youtube way too much and to be honest, I didn't know that YouTube rolled out this functionality. So you're saying that it's okay. Explain to me a little bit what multilingual, specifically dubbing. I think we all know that it's possible to have closed captions and to upload subtitles for your videos in multiple languages. But tell me a little bit about how does dubbing work on YouTube as from a content creator's perspective? How do I, how do, I do that? 
it's all the same uh, as with subtitles and closed captions, actually. Okay. So you you now it's in a, it's in a testing mode, so it's not rolled out uh, to everyone completely. Oh, okay. Uh, That's our, why I haven't seen our, it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not important <laughs> enough. I'm not influencer yeah. enough to get that. To our, to, to, our, to our experience, you 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 can qualify qualify to uh, to get there uh, once you reach an 800k subscribers milestone. Yeah. Something I'm, like that. Something I'm, like that. So once once you yet. have a so once one once you have your 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 YouTube channel manager or your you, your YouTube manager right uh, so the, from YouTube team uh, and once your subscribers count is high enough you can just well ask to be included in the list of the testers and th there are thousands of, of of content creators already using that actually but again well and and as 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 you rightfully pointed that out not everyone knows about that and this is still not. Uh, available to everyone on YouTube, right. to, to, to every content creator. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, I'm sorry I interrupted you to go off on a tangent here. Um, no, but continue, that, please. That's that's as easy as as to upload your 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 uh, subtitles, right? So you just take take the audio, take the audio file, and uh, upload it to your existing videos, and that's uh, yeah, as easy as it. Just a couple of clicks. Okay, and oh. that's and that's and that's actually well. I'm a newcomer to the industry, right? So sure. as, uh, as, as, as you said in my introduction, so I'm, um, I don't have uh, an extensive localization experience. Uh, I haven't well, worked in an LSP or in an MLV or whatever. I come from a different background. I come from a consulting background. And that is actually well, what, what stunned me, when, uh, what impressed me when, when, when I first got into localization, that... Um, it is so damn complex. The traditional <laughs> localization is so damn complex. Once, once I come to an LSP, well, it, that keeps <laughs> that keeps my bills paid. Like, <laughs> that's why I, I can run a consulting and advisory and research company for this industry because it is complex, right? There's a lot of yes. moving parts. Yeah. Yes, but you're a YouTube creator, right? So, and you are Wanna a be. YouTube creator, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, you are. So, <laughs> and and what what you want you, is you you just want your video to be translated. Yeah, that's it. So I don't want to have to deal with hear, all that. Yeah, I don't. You don't want to hear about MT MTPE. You don't want to hear about well right. this will tweak that the translation memory and all that yep. stuff and this and that. I don't so want to have to deal with time codes. You don't want to deal with time codes. Right. Nothing. You just want to make two clicks. Right. Right. So, so so your translation, your localization should be two clicks away. And that's that's what we're doing. We just require a video, a, a link to the video, and nothing else. And and and, 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 and your desired language. So send us your YouTube link. Uh, state your preferences in terms of language, and that's it. We'll we'll send you the uh, either the synced video or or just an audio, and you can upload it directly. That's it. Wow. We won't take any time, any time from you. And, just, well, they're on, yeah. and this is all um, tech enabled, AI enabled, right? Yeah. You're not using yeah. human um Well, that's that's, that's where that's where the complexity comes in. Actually. Right. Uh, we're, we're, we're not using human voiceover. Yeah. So we're, 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 we're dedicated to AI power dubbing uh, completely. Uh, but there are well two offers that, that we have, basically. The first one is a fully automated one. Right, where, where where you have the all all the MT and uh, and everything, it is actually not yet reflected here. Uh, okay. Not 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 yet reflected on the web page because uh, we'll be rolling this out in a week uh, okay. from today. 
Um, so yeah, you just shoot a link, you uh, click so the, the source language and the target language, and you receive a, uh, you receive a video back in five minutes. These are my That's two it. favorite two favorite words: self service. Right. Self -service, I think exactly. that that's yeah. what people want and need. And I, I think this is, you know, you're not from our industry. I've, I've been plugging around the language services industry for a while now, and I've seen the various hypes and panics that have come with technology. Every time there's a new technology, people are worried, is this going to take our jobs? Right. And going back to machine translation. Oh, we're going to be out of jobs. Be, you know, we're going to be out of work because everything's going to be machine translated. And what I've seen, what we, we've seen here at Nemesis Insights and continue to see, and this continues into the era of large language models, chat GPT, and all of that stuff, is that the technology has not taken our jobs. It's changed our job description, sure, but it hasn't taken our jobs. And what it's done is it's empowered the world, not just our industry, it's empowered the world to do much more than it would normally. So what I mean by that is without this cost-effective, scalable, AI-enabled solution like this, most YouTubers aren't going to translate their stuff. It, they're just not going to do it. It's not costs. There's no ROI on it. So you're not like you, you and those like you with your AI and stuff. You're not stealing work from the industry. What you're doing is you're creating more work that otherwise exactly. never would have gotten done. Exactly, exactly. And th thank you for pointing that out because uh, there are just so many content out there. I mean, the, the, the volumes are enormous. The whole YouTube backlog is just, well, enormous in alone right but then you take enablement videos you take um you know educational videos from educational companies from all over the globe and those those people wouldn't just translate their content because it was either well too expensive or too complex or too i don't know i don't know why they just didn't know about that right and now with all the interconnectedness in, in the world and, and the content uh, flowing freely there is a chance to, to to start localizing that and it is just well it, it is a new content uh, right. uh, coming up coming up to the table which hasn't been localized which haven't been localized before right um and that's one point of it and another point you know, for 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 the jobs part right so um and getting back to the to, to the to the offers that we have so another the second one is a human in the loop part right where we do get to uh, change the translation where we do edit the translation edit the uh, speech recognition uh, or edit the uh, um, the sound of the artificial voice to fine-tune it that way so it sounds more natural more engaging right and uh, more captivating so to say so and this is well we like to think that this is something we uh, we where we create new jobs uh, for mm -hmm. people we refer to as neural voiceover artists, right? right? So those are professionals on, on the edge of three industries, basically a bit of the coding, a bit of translating and a bit of sound design, right? So, so, so they merge those three skills together uh, to provide, again, affordable and scalable uh, voiceovers uh, for the content, which otherwise wouldn't have, wouldn't have been uh, localized. So tell us a little bit, this is fascinating. So, it's kind of like voiceover. Po so when we talk about machine translation versus human translation in, in our industry, I'm sure you've heard this term, machine translation post-editing, right? Oh, Where course, you yeah. 
yeah, run it through machine translation, and then a human post edits it to make it perfect in theory, right? So this is kind of like synthesis, synthetic voice post editing, right? And yep. what kind of role is that? Like, what's the background? You mentioned a little bit of coding, a little bit of language, a little bit of like. If, if I wanted to find a synthetic voice post editor, for lack of a better term, where do I even start that search? What's the background? Are universities even teaching that these days or is this a brand new field? Uh, it's a, well, uh, yeah, it's a good, I think uh, no university is teaching that. Right. Uh, so, well, basically, basically, the process goes well. Simply, it goes in four steps, right? So, okay. so the first one is, is, is speech recognition, right? The, the, the ASR. Uh, the, the second one is uh, translation. Mm -hmm. uh, the, th the, the third one is um, speech synthesis, right? Mm -hmm. Voiceover, crea creation of voiceover. And the fourth one being uh, syncing or mixing, to, um, uh, mixing the, 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 the audio and video together, right? So, so the, um, there are state, uh, well, there are a lot of state of the art uh, tech out there for both, for, for every piece, for, for speech recognition, for translation, for speech synthesis. But Machine translation has been around for what, like ninety years, right? For first longer than people like to admit. Yeah. It's... Yeah, exactly. Nineteen thirty-three was it was the first patent, right. the first patent filed for it, okay. and uh, still you cannot trust any machine engine, uh, machine translation engine, right? Still you want to to post edit it that way so it sounds more more natural. And same goes for the speech synthesis, right? So you need to you need to uh, stretch it. You need to apply some. Well, SSML and uh, speech synthesis, machine language tags, right? You need to add sometimes you know, new characters, uh, like dots, uh, spaces, or just transform the word that way so it sounds better, um, so the machine pronounces it better. Um, so yeah, well, this is uh, more or less a self-taught skill, I would I, I would say, and that's that's what we do every time we uh, onboard a new neural voiceover artist. Uh, we teach them how to do that. Nice. So, so and you, you caught my attention because I got to plug something here. For those interested in learning about the history of machine translation, we have a great piece on Nimsy.com. It's called A History of Machine Translation from the Typewriter to ChatGPT All in One Century. And yes, it does start off in the 1930s through 50s. But what I love about this piece right here is this infographic. I'm a little biased because I worked on this infographic. I'll go ahead and put a link here in the comments for anybody that wants to check that out. Um, synthetic voice. I, I, this is a fascinating thing for me. First of all, I want to ask if, if we go back to, to your website here, you're creating synthetic voices. And tell me a little bit about that. Are you working with um, a provider and customizing that like Amazon Polly or one of the big voice providers. Um, and hey, you don't need to give any confidential info if it's, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to tank your business here, but I, I'm interested in just how does that start? Um, do you build it from scratch? This is a very good question. So well, basically, um, what is a synthetic voice, right? So right. The synthetic, uh, synthetic voice consists of two parts, right? The model and the data set for that model. Right, so so in the data set also consists of several parts. The, set, the data set is uh, a voice recording, a professional voice recording of consisting of uh, 50, 50, 50, 60 hours, right? Uh, aligned with text, uh, which is being 
uh, labeled properly uh, and put it to phonetic alphabet, SML tags, time codes, and all that stuff, right? So and then you in could could I? I'm sorry to interrupt. Could yeah, I? And just to take a practical example, not that I would ever do this. My ego isn't that big. But this is episode 75 of Nimsy Live, which means I'm sure there's more than 60 hours of me talking out there. Could I train a synthetic voice to sound like me? How many yes hours would I need? Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'll say it that way. So there, there is such a goal, like voice cloning technology, right? Which, which takes on the existing uh, model and, well, the existing data set trained on the model and then adds up well, mixes up your uh, your voice characteristics into the blend and gives gives out your voice as, as, as a voice clone, right? So, but still you would need to have a professionally recorded, very consistent, uh, with no background noises, Got so it. With, 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 with nothing. Because you if, for, for, for this basic data set, you won't fit because you have that parrot running, uh, flying around. True. And <laughs> True. He's locked and in the bedroom today. Up. So... Yeah. <laughs> no guest appearances. All right, and mess, me, me, messing up, messing up with the data, right? So, so what Fair. what we would need is is to put you in the studio and record 50, 50 hours uh, of okay. your voice on, on special on special texts. Okay. Uh, but but then but then after we have this and after well this 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 is the feature uh, we'll be introducing in a couple of months, I believe, or a month or two from uh, from today is voice cloning. So we can take your video five to ten minutes and uh, well create a voice clone uh from from your existing videos very cool very cool and i i wanted to um for those listening out there or watching you actually have some examples on your website yeah. so i thought maybe we could that would be fun to take a look at some of these so these are videos youtube in the background we have examples for arabic danish english german hindi japanese spanish I'm going to go with, let's, which one should I go with here? Oh, let's, let's use English. I mean, it's uh, oh, English. It's, would be... Okay, but I do want to do a, so this is synthetic English voice. Can you imagine a society where you can pay the water delivery guy through his mobile credit card reader, pay the car wash guy via e-wallet transfer, tip the spa masseuse through your digital watch and pay the local grocer using cards and QR scans. Or even grab a bite from vending machines with biometric payments. I mean, sounds exhilarating, you can right? tell Catch your breath. it's synthetic, the kind of. There's an uncanny valley, but not really. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Okay. Go to YouTube. Okay. Give me a sec. Let's go to YouTube. Your wish is my command. YouTube.com. Let's do Type it. Type in Arvin Ash. Uh, spelling, a please. A R V I N space A S H. Arvin Ash. Okay. Pokey Austin, no, too. That's, 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 that's not Arvin. A R V. Arvin Ash. Okay. Arvin yeah, Ash. Exactly. Yeah. So, so type in. When yeah. I click this. So this is the, the, the major video. Play play, play that play okay. that one. Theory yeah. of relativity in 1905. Uh, he was either vehemently ridiculed or ignored. 
people thought it was just too weird and radical. So this is his voice, right? This, this is this is Arvin's okay. Arvin's voice. Then click concept. click the gear uh, where you select the audio quality or the, uh, the, the captions, audio track, audio track. Okay. Yeah. And then now let's put Hindi. Okay. Einstein ने खुद इस बारे में कैसा महसूस किया? वे भी अपनी थ्योरी से पूरी तरह संतुष्ट नहीं थे। थ्योरी केवल स्थिर गति से सीधी रेखा में Wissenschaftsgeschichte er stellte sich vor, was wow. passieren würde, wenn der Arbeiter abstürze. Aber er stellte sich as a native, sure. you would tell that the, 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 that's that's creepy uh, or that's, that that's different, right? That's uh, that's strange. Um, but that's that's the thing, right? Uh, so that's that's what we are um, talking about. That um, and again, well, back 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 to the jobs issue, right? Back to the jobs question. I uh, would like everyone to be doing well their jobs, and uh, I would like to everyone keep their jobs. So for the feature content, neural uh, neural voices, neural voices, and AI powered dubbing uh, won't cut it for the major cases, right? Because a, what what you can hear and how you can distinguish a neural voice uh, from from a human one is the intonation part, right? It is very consistent. It is very uh, plain, flat, with no. Uh, voice or, or emotion transfer whatsoever right so you can play to some degree with that but you cannot make uh, i mean brett pitt speak french with uh with all brett pitt's intonations uh, and, yeah. and and that stuff that's why we're we're, we're saying that all right so well, feature content is not for neural voices but what is for neural voices is this uh enablement um educational science uh, pop science type of thing right so that's that's where you can benefit from that yeah and that's where you don't need the emotional transfer actually well and let's talk about education because that's another vertical i saw that you were involved with um but really quickly and doris and everyone else in the comments i'm sorry you're having trouble with the links i don't know what's going on with that sometimes linkedin does weird things when the, with the links when i copy and paste them so um we'll have to look at that later apologies if the links aren't working let's um you brought up education education is a great application of this like is this something that you've seen schools start to like schools universities public schools start to um adopt for their language access needs and to serve more students or when you're talking about education are you talking more about online education and by the way like my personal opinion is in 20 years it's all going to be online i don't i don't see how yeah. universities can really survive sorry my university colleagues <laughs> out there because i have a lot of you don't hate me but it's, it's a dying business model 
for a number of reasons that we won't get into today. So what do you mean by, what, what are the applications I would argue, for it? I would actually argue with that. Please. Uh, to some, to, to, to some I want to be wrong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, the, how do I put this? So what, what, what you can take away all the uh, information that uh, is being shared through the university as an institution, right? As, mm -hmm. as the medium, as the medium for intervention, uh, for information, universities are well doomed, so to say, right? Because, well, Harvard cases are Harvard cases everywhere, right? And you can access them. You can. On YouTube. I have. On yeah. YouTube. Yeah, everywhere. Exactly. But it's not the well, same. Well, yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not, it's not the same. But that again, well, the the delivery of that information can uh, can also be accessed, right? So, so so well, you can record yourself being a brilliant professor, being a brilliant teacher. You can record yourself, and we know numerous examples about that. Yeah. But what you can't take away is um, networking, right? So so yes. those bones that those bones which are being created in the university halls and the university lecture rooms, those those cannot be replicated for the uh, in in the online world. So I think that university are there to stay, uh, but in a, in a in a more limited format. So Fair, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, no, no pushback. Back to your original question. Back yeah. to your original question. So um, when it, when we talk about education, we, we we primarily talk about online education, and we primarily talk about uh, ed tech startups, uh, well, testing their hypothesis on the global markets, testing their libraries on the global markets, and uh, and all of those things. So we don't actually see uh, universities as institutions um, going into that sphere yet. But again, well. I think that's 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 going to change in uh, in a couple of years. Yeah, and one thing that I love about the scalability of the technology-driven solutions these days, like I keep coming back to that word scalability, because that's what makes this disruptive. I mean, synthetic voices, well. Synthetic voices aren't brand new. It's not a brand new thing. They're getting better. They're getting to the point where it's kind of feasible and it's scalable. Um, but dubbing is not new at all. Dubbing has been around since people started creating multimedia stuff out there. And so it's not new at all. And so the revolutionary, the revolutionary process here isn't, oh, we're going to put foreign voices over the the source voice the technology is like it's so cheap to do that that we can actually do that at scale and one thing that i've noticed in our increasingly globalized world is that 10 20 let's go back 20 years 20 years ago like when i was growing up like i didn't watch foreign films like only only weirdo drama kids watch foreign films, right? Like I, I now I'm an American, I, you know, full caveat. Sorry about that. I'm American. <laughs> I, I apologize for my people. No, I don't. Um, but I, I was never exposed to that. So I, I was never exposed to South Korean um, multimedia. I was never exposed to Spanish movies, stuff like that. And nowadays just look at Netflix and a lot of the most popular titles that you see out there are being created outside of Hollywood, outside of Bollywood, outside of Nollywood, outside of the traditional places that you would expect movies to come from. And I think that's been enabled a lot by advancements in, 
in language services as a whole, but also with technology. Of course, and and well, as uh, as Eric uh, Barmak put it, the CEO of Wild Wild Sheep Content uh, during the uh, Tonlocon uh, EGA's uh, conference on on localization uh, in April. Uh, other countries are great storytellers too, and we need to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And I strongly agree with that fact. And you, you brought up Netflix. Uh, if you take a look at the uh, well, at the pace of uh, increasing uh, of the foreign content increase on Netflix, you will be amazed. From uh, so, I don't remember the numbers um, correctly, but. It, it was something like from 2013 to 2018 there they were uh, there were only about 300 Netflix original titles out of which 50 were non-english right and yeah. now Netflix invests in 2.5 billion in 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 Korean uh, movie scene right and and yeah they're actually I, funding this stuff yeah they're exactly, actually exactly. producing they're not just hosting but they're actually producing sending it to these end markets and i've heard some fascinating talks from the folks over at netflix that that is a big part of their strategy is content creation in the local markets which is primarily of course meant to target those local markets with local taste preferences culturalization all of that stuff but it also has this rollover effect of it's bleeding contents into different markets around the world. And to your point here, I just pulled up Netflix account here. <clears throat> one of the one, two, three, four, five, one of the six menu item drop downs on the Netflix homepage is browse by languages. That is like insane to me that it's not so much that they have multilingual content, but the fact that it's such a core part of what they do that it made this prime real estate up here at the top of their, their homepage. It's fascinating. Now, of course, they're not using yeah. synthetic voices, though. No, they're not. No, 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 they're not. No, no way. No way they're going to. <laughs> right. In the recent, well, in the recent future, in the uh, not so distant future. But I think we'll be there. I think one day we'll be there to, to, to well, to, mimic uh human voice completely um I'm, I'm not going to speculate when that's going to happen but it's it's well it's definitely going to happen uh quick quick time check here oh we got plenty of time great um i want to talk to you about go back to the training the training process of creating these synthetic voices where does and you mentioned you know putting if i wanted my own voice to get created as a synthetic voice and take a bunch of hours recording in a studio. How, how are they doing this synthetic voice training now? Are they actually paying people to go in and record hours and hours and hours in studios or are there databases, audio databases out there, public, publicly accessible that, that they, are they recording our phone call? Is Alexa recording everything I ask her and then using my voice to train <laughs> things? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, well, this this is a very good question, actually. Um, you, you 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 can of course get data from um, publicly available resources, or you can buy data online from call centers, right? Because they're just 
thousands and millions and billions of hours recording for the call centers, right? Which you can buy online and, and use them to train your model. But, um, well, the the gigo, right? The the gigo factor factor uh, kicks in. The garbage in, garbage out. Right. You can have you can have state of the art models, but if you if 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 you uh, feed those models with uh, with shitty data, then well, what you get is a shitty voice, right? So so you actually need to hire someone. You actually need to go out there and 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 well record this on your own or. I mean, use 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 a service provider to do that for you, and that's actually one of the biggest struggle, uh, well, to my knowledge, one of the biggest struggle uh, in, in 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 the uh, uh, in the speech synthesis industry to get the data, because mm. th it is not only about money; it is also about well the rights and and to clean how, how right. to clean the rights for the voice. Because this is a very sensitive topic, and I mean, you need to pay attention to that because people don't want to lose their voice. In, right. well, literally, literally, literally. lose 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 the rights to, to to their voices, right? And they don't want to find out that they've been marketing, I don't know, drugs out there, or or, or being used for for political exposure or or whatever. Um, that's 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 the big issue. And well, to our advantage. Uh, our background is in localization. My background is not in localization, but yeah. our VoxCube's background is in localization. Okay. Right? So, so my my co-founder Valeri is a CEO and uh, well, the, the the founder of, of one of the biggest CIS based uh, localization and dubbing studios called Cyrillica. Uh, so they've been working with Netflix, with with Sony, with Disney. Uh, you can check them out at Cyrillica.com. Um, and yeah, well. We have those data sets and uh, we have uh, perfect relationships with our actors. Uh, they know us, they trust us. We've been working with them for the past 15 years. And yeah, that's so that's that's where our data is kind of coming from. Very cool. Um, I wanted to point out we have in the audience here, Constantino de Miguel from Prime Group, um, who is also heavily involved with this type of stuff that we're talking about here today. It says voiceover and dubbing are different things. I guess AI dubbing is mostly voiceover because the original track is heard unless they can provide real lip sync translation and audio. And yes, thank you, Miguel, for for pointing this out um, because not all... <sighs> we like to use words like dubbing interchangeably. And the reality is there's different types of voice. Voiceover is not dubbing. Subtitles is not closed captioning. Um, there, there's subtle nuances to a lot of the things that we're talking about today. That, and that is definitely correct. Yeah, thank you for pointing that out. That is definitely correct. It's a, there's voiceover with uh, uh, with the original track being, being on the background, right? There is dubbing, there is lip sync, and there's all kinds of things that you can, well, play with. But again, that brings me back to my original point. A YouTube content creator doesn't give a shit about that. <laughs> they don't. He doesn't want, they don't know doesn't, the difference. He doesn't want he or she that does doesn't want to, to to know about that. Just make it work. Just make it well. Make it make it heard. Make yep. it being heard in, in 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 other language. Be dubbing. Be voiceover. I don't care. Just make it work. So, yeah. How um how far away are we? So we're talking about YouTube, right? And I, I'm you guys work with 
a lot of other applications, not just YouTube, I'm sure, right? But how far away are we from able to, you know, let's talk about, let's not talk about YouTube, let's talk about Twitch, right? Let's talk about live streaming. Let's talk about real-time voice-to-voice um, translation, whatever you would call that, Simul basically simultaneous interpreting. Is that anything that, that you follow closely, or do you just stay in your lane with the dubbing and su subtitling and voiceover? Um, so well, when we first uh, started, we received a lot of requests for that topic, for, for the simultaneous interpreting, interpreting. Interpretation. I'm sorry. Yeah. In the interpretation. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And uh, we, first, we were paying attention to that, and first, we we're trying to figure out how to do that and all that stuff. But mm -hmm. then we realized that we should better keep well, stay in our lane, as as, yeah. as you said, because well, we need to focus on something. And then, well, the technology is again not 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 there. If if we're doing that automatically, right? So, um, what we can do, right? So we can capture speech. Mm -hmm. Right, so we can capture. Say we have this conversation uh, now, uh, and we try to 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 translate it simultaneously. Um, so, what we can capture speech, but we will have with the most advanced algorithms out there, we'll have ninety to ninety-five percent uh, correctness of, of of the speech recognition. Right, mm -hmm. then we need to run it through MT. Right, and well. It will take some time, so there will be a delay for the speech recognition. Then there will be a delay for the MT, and well, taking into account that we have a ninety percent ninety percent accuracy for um, for speech recognition, what we will get in the uh, MT after as the MT output is not ninety percent accuracy uh, translation, but sixty to seventy percent correct translation because well, those mistakes are just adding up, or they're just stacking up. And then we'll need to well do, do the speech synthesis, and it's just messy. At the end of the day, at the end of the funnel, it will be just messy, and we're not going there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably a good call on your part. And one thing that I've seen, which is to the dismay of a lot of providers in our industry who were trying to implement this technology themselves is platforms like Google, um, Facebook, whatever, Skype, Microsoft are starting to roll out their own platforms here um, or their own technology. And I just wanted to do this. I'll bring over the, the Google Meet. I'm going to screw everything up, but I'll bring over the Google Meet here so that everybody can see it. Um, just directly here in Google Meets, I can talk and I can get live captions right here. It used to be, I don't know how to do it right here, but there was a way to figure out the captions, language of the meeting, translate to, translate to Spanish, so that I can actually have in real time, if I'm having a multilingual meeting with somebody, I can... Um, actually have this on screen and I think this is great because even if you it's not enough to actually translate um, the voice or interpret the voice in real time if I have people that perhaps speak English but it's not their first language or they need a little bit extra help with that then we have these captions here and for those of you that can't see on screen because it's too small like it is actually translating what I say in real time into Spanish. I don't give nice. a sec. Um, 
Lindo, <laughs> says Valentine, <laughs> right? So anyways, now that I've screwed up everything um, here, I'll go back to back to this. And I'll get you all fixed up again. Oh, let's see. Any questions from chat? Um, now's your now's your time, guys. If you want to, if you have any questions for Valentine, for me, um, any comments? Let's bring those up on screen here. And we have a chat from Julian Lee. Are there any um, are there any technical limitations in terms of video length, size, quality, etc.? Yeah, let's talk about the limitations. What are the technical okay. limitations? Video length, size, quality, any anything else? So, well, basically, um, I would th say. Thank that you for your question, Julian. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, for 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 the automated, for the completely automated solution, uh, the length would 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 play the most crucial role, I believe. Right, because what we do is we just run it through in the algorithm, we just run it through through the model and the intonations, the pronunciations and all of this um, um, stresses of the words, pauses and all that stuff tends to break on the long, uh, long abstracts of text. Right. So we don't in, in the automated solution, we don't get to uh, to play around with that uh and that's 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 when you can see the um um well the hiccups arising right so so the the, the problems arising with the, again with the intonation stresses pauses uh, pronunciations and all of those things uh so the length would be a limitation for sure and the overall um, um char character of the content right because if you do the um if you want to run uh, an entertainment type of content, say, um, or not an entertainment, let's uh, let's let's say the uh, the so, so, so some some vlog, right? From uh, for, from just just your life, you're you're going uh, and, 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 and you're going places and just filming yourself. You know how how those uh, popular popular YouTube blogs uh, are, uh, and yep. you're screaming something. You're 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 very emotional. You're laughing and and, and all those things. So that won't do it for for, for the world voiceover, right? So it, it it will be all right in terms of uh, so we can capture it, we can translate it, we can we can synthesize it, but it won't just fit the content. It, it will it will feel it will it, it will feel very very strange. The, the, so yeah, the length, the uh, for the automated part, and the uh, the character, uh, the, you know, the 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 character of the content, yeah, would would be the limitations here. Yeah, it was a good question, good answer too, because I mean, all of these things that normals normies wouldn't think about, right? Like until and but now that you say it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, if you're like screaming, laughing, crying, um, the artificial intelligence is going to have a real hard time being able to translate that those emotions and yeah we actually had we actually had a, a funny case so once we published like um it was a couple of months ago we, we made a publication like send us your content we'll we'll localize it for free okay it's kind of a, a, a promotion. and we were and we, and we were thinking like yeah now now we'll get all the science blogs now we'll get all the uh, all the education stuff and everything we'll like 
everything we like, everything we love, we'll do it, and then they will get a lot of leads and everything and everything. But what we got actually was music videos. Uh, oh. We got, you know, those vlogs and um, some cartoons. And then we were just, ah, no. Sorry. We, we screwed up. We screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never, and I, I mean this. Don't don't hate audience. I mean this with all respect to the customer, but never underestimate the ignorance of the client, and with all respect to the client, right? Because it's not their job to know about these things. Yeah. That's why we have jobs because we're here to help people. But exactly. yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, we have a question from Doris here. Can you work with several languages even not being a native speaker? And I'm not sure exactly. Can you what elaborate you on yeah, that, Doris? If, if you can elaborate so. a little bit on that, Doris. Um, I'm wondering, of course, you, you know, because quality control is what comes to mind. Like you can, of course, you can upload. I can upload this live cast. I can put a link into your website and get back five different languages that I don't speak. Um, and I, the only thing about not being a native speaker of those languages that I would... Um, need to quality check. Yeah, right? the quality check, right? Because uh, if, if, if I cared enough, right, I'd want to go. The reality is I wouldn't care enough. I'm not going to listen. If this, if this podcast is five hours, I'm not going to go listen. Or if this podcast is one hour... I'm not going to go listen to five hours of podcasts just to quality, quality control five languages that I don't speak. Um, so, yeah, if you can clarify a little bit. Oh, so Doris says, I speak five languages show off. Can I do that even not being native in four of them? All right. Okay, so you mean as, as a neural voiceover artist. Um, well, we'll need to check that. So we'll need to quality check your your knowledge of the language so basically people who who we employ as neural voiceover artists are either certified translators or native speakers bilingual native speakers uh in in the set language pair so we do we do do our uh qc as well let's see what she says um back to chat yes what does the quality control look like um from Kenya, Kenya Smith, new person asking a question. Yeah, so what does the quality control process look like in this? Do so you... well, basically, for in 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 what in uh, if if we speak about the uh, the AI output that that we get right, or or if we speak about the uh, uh, the HR type of thing, if we, if we speak about the, uh, the the quality check for for the AI output, then well for, for automated one uh, we don't have any quality check. That's why it's just well. Makes that's sense. why it's automated, right? Right, uh, completely. And if well, if if it is a human in the loop, then well, it is a quality check on our sides. So well, this neural voice artist also does the uh, the QC, right? So so he or she makes sure that well, this is the first the QC of uh, ASR, then the of MT. So, so it's basically MTP, and then uh, well of, of the speech synthesis, uh, and then well, it's also a way of communicating with our clients, right? So we're sending them the files, they do the QC on their on their side. If there's something they don't like, they send it back. So it's just yeah, well, this pretty much standard type 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 of thing. And is that quality control? So you have the voiceover effects artist engineer 
whatever her his or her title is. Um, as they're making those updates, is that going back and training the engines more, or is it just yep. a one? Okay, so it's improving yep. over so time. It's improving over time, and this is where so what's uh, kind of our vision is. Uh, that's that's what our pitch deck says <laughs> <laughs> that 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 we are going uh, for the um, well, buzzword generative voice AI. So okay. every every markup that we make, every uh, edit that we made on the space synthesis part is being stored is being saved it is being put back into training to um well to understand and to research how model well, how these or that voice reacts to these or that type of content to these or that type of pronunciations and everything so at the end of the day we believe we we we, we can achieve uh the uh the milestone where the model will understand, will, will capture the uh, the emotions and the intonations and the uh, well imperfections of the original speech and replicate them in the uh, synthesized speech with no human edit or with as little human edit as possible. Right, and this is amazing. And we're getting to the point. I've had these conversations with other folks more in the machine translation training realm not voice but i imagine it, it's going to be kind of the same boat is that we're getting to the point where machines are training machines and i i, I mean I, i'm not the tech guy who can talk in depth about that um there are plenty of smarter people than me but to me that just seems kind of scary and even if i even if i don't say it's scary I'm expecting the speed of improvement to only increase, um, especially like within the next in the short term. I'm sure they'll they'll hit a cap where it starts to level out as far as the incremental improvements that can be made to the technology. We're starting to see that now. The research points to, you know, especially for the 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 big languages for machine translation. We're kind of getting to the point where it's incremental improvements aren't enough to justify additional R&D into it. Mm -hmm. And so what we're seeing is more investment. Well, not so much investment, but kind of taking over from the academic side, the universities, the research, independent researchers to focus on, you know, non, not the long tail, the languages of lesser diffusion. So right now, I mean, I'm sure I can have my video translated into French, Italian, German, and Spanish. No problem. I and no disrespect to you, but I doubt very seriously you're going to provide real-time scalable voiceover into Swahili for me. No, right? just because the data is sure not, not there. For sure, no. Right? <laughs> and so the data is not there yet. And, and well, yeah. I mean, there is no way. Uh, I mean, for now at least, there is no sense in investing in that heavily. Uh, the ROI is just and, not and there. And this is well, yeah. yeah, the ROI is just is just well. Too, too, too small to 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 pay attention to that unfortunately yeah. for now yeah and so that's where we're going to see that's where academia i think needs to to pick up the ball and run with it a little bit but we can get into inclusivity aspects and ramifications of artificial intelligence that's a whole different podcast I, I think we've we've covered a lot today uh valentine as we're coming up on the hour here any any final thoughts or things that you'd like to add before we start wrapping up today? 
Thank you very much for having me. Uh, I enjoyed this conversation very much, and uh, yeah, that's 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 how I would like to how I would like to wrap it up. Very good. Well, thank you very much. And for you, those of you listening, Valentin's been a very good sport. I had to cancel on him. We had this scheduled earlier this month, and I had to cancel on him at the very last minute. So he's been a very good sport, and I've been looking forward to having this chat the whole month. So thank you very much for coming on the show today, Valentin. Thanks. And I will take us out here. Ladies, gentlemen, chat, we are out of time today. If you enjoyed this Nimsy Live experience, then join us next time. Next time, as we already looked at our, and I don't know where I pulled it up, but to go to Nimsy's LinkedIn page. And once you're at Nimsy's LinkedIn page, you can go to the events tab and find out all of the events that we have coming up, including Nimsy Live podcast, including um, showcase events like um, we had yesterday when we talked about internationalization challenges in 2023, which is a very fascinating topic. If you did not, if you missed that panel and you're interested in internationalization, you owe it to yourself to go check that out. It's all on Nimsy Insights LinkedIn page or our YouTube channel where we archive everything. I appreciate our guest, Valentin. I appreciate my colleagues here at Nimsy Insights doing all of the hard work behind the scenes. I appreciate everybody in our industry that responds to our surveys, schedules briefings with us so that we can include you in our published industry research. And finally, I appreciate you the audience who are joining us live today. I appreciate the dialogue and chat, everyone who left leaves questions, comments, and especially criticisms. And I will look forward to next time. Cheers. Bye.